We've spent some time on London Live talking about how we turn ourselves back into a team collectively because there's a lot of division in this country. That's one topic of conversation. What happens when you are looking to help some of the most vulnerable individuals in a city and you are trying to get everybody involved working as a team that's something else that can be very challenging at times and when we look at our shelter system in the city of london could it work more as a team could we see an overhaul that makes it better than what it is right now if there are shortcomings where are those shortcomings there was a lot of discussion yesterday at city hall and we get an opportunity to have some discussion right now. John DeActis joins us, Executive Director of the Salvation Army Center of Hope. John, thanks for making time for us. Hi, Mike. How are you? Glad to be here. When you look at trying to help individuals who are in very vulnerable situations, especially going through the winter, and you look at our shelter system right now in London, what are you seeing? Well, uh, you know, everyone is full. Uh, All the shelters are full. Uh, And I still believe there's people who are not in shelter. Uh, But, uh, you know, in saying that, we are working together. We we meet regularly as a shelter system to talk about that. We have some good things in place in our system to, uh, you know, to engage those who are not sheltered right now. And recognizing some people choose not to be sheltered, but... Uh, you know, we do have some good things in place to help us to recognize where the gaps are and how do we fill them. And wintertime is certainly one of those when we, you know, the city funds more spots in the winter, of course, because of the weather. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, we're doing the best we can with what we have, to be honest with you. What would make it a little bit better? And I know we've had this conversation before, but when you look around now, what would make it better if we were to add one thing, two things, where could we look? Well, I'm not sure if it's about adding things, Mike, or if it's about just how, uh, you know, we work together. And I think, you know, initially, uh, you know, I think what this conversation came from was was when we talked about some funding issues uh, back, you know, before Christmas. But I think, you know, we all do work well together. We have a, a a network that is is close and we and we have things in place that uh, we work well with. I think we we meet individually with our funder of uh, uh, the shelters and then we meet uh, together as well with all the the shelters and uh, you know we're constantly looking at ways that we can change we can we can make things better it's it's about how do we do things uh, equitably across what we do within the shelter system. So I think we're working at that each and every moment, you know, and uh, we are all different. We do things differently and not that we have to do everything the same, but I think there are areas that we can tighten up on and and areas that, uh, you know, will make it easier for the folks that are are needing a place to stay. We're talking with John DeActis. John is the executive director of the Salvation Army Center of Hope. And you mentioned, I mean, we've got a number of different shelters. And is that what you're referring to when you say you do things slightly differently, that everybody has a bit of a different approach? Yeah, we all have our different policies and procedures. And, and uh, you know, we're working on how can we unify those more. Uh, and it's going to be a process. We're, we're already working at that and talking about that. And, you know, every time we meet, there's a, an agreement that we will talk about these specific issues uh, now and start working towards more unity around some of those policies and procedures. Uh, but, yeah, that's, I, I am talking specifically about the shelters. 
when we look at the fact that you say you work well together, that's great. At the same time, you need resources to work with, and we're all looking at the rising cost of things. Do we need to really focus in on the financial side of things and, and how much money is being provided and, and where that money is coming from if we are going to move forward and, and improve the shelter situation that we have? Well, absolutely. You know, the um, you know, I think yesterday you heard in the in the council meetings, you know, when Kevin spoke about, you know, the cost of something like this over the years, you know, is is going to take quite a bit of money uh, to do the transition. But you know, you, you, when you take a look at costs, you know, I'll just give you a, a few examples, Mike. I mean, over the past five years, we've had a fifty five percent increase in food costs. We've had like a twenty nine percent cost increases in personnel expenses and. 35% in janitorial and, you know, 8.5% increases in utility costs. So, you know, those costs, we've had 166% increase in waste removal costs. So, you know, those costs continue to rise. And we know now uh, with where we're at, the prices of food is even going up more after COVID and, and causing us more concern about how we, you know, come up with the funds for that. And there's no extra funding to cover those kinds of things, of course. The funding comes from the province, not from the municipality. It's it's fed it through the uh, municipalities, so it's it's uh, yeah, it's a concern certainly, and I, I addressed that concern yesterday at the meeting, um, and certainly something that we you know are very concerned about here at the Center of Hope, and, and you know we're just doing budgeting now, so it's the timing is good for us to be looking at this, and I, I recognize what you know the amount of money that I'm going to receive this year, and I, I'll work with that and do the best we can with what we have. John, one of the things that of course we're hoping to see more of in any municipality is more permanent housing where if someone does want to live in a home we can find a way for that to happen one of the things that came up yesterday was social assistance and the money that exists if you are on social assistance and how that works into trying to manage rent and food on your own can you help us understand the picture of social assistance, how much is provided, and then what it takes to actually obtain and keep permanent housing? Yeah. I mean, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me for that, Mike, but I can tell you that, um, you know, the, the word affordable housing is, a, is it's a, I'm not sure what that means anymore. You know, uh, when you consider the cost of, of finding an apartment uh, is well over typically what people typically would make from being on Ontario Works or, or, you know, ODSP. And, you know, the costs are, are difficult. It's, you know, I mean, I've heard recently that people are actually putting in offers on rentals now, not just homes and multiple offers to rent a place, you know, so uh, certainly housing is the answer. No question about that to homelessness and then, you know, finding this, uh, but it's also about support is about being able to support folks when they go into the housing and help them and, you know, uh, work with them while they're there. Uh, for many, they haven't had their own place in many years. And so, you know, it's, it's how do we help those that, that need it the most? And, you know, when, you, when you're paying that much for rent, how do, you, how do you buy food? Like, what do you do next? And so, you know, we need, uh, that's a gap where we need folks staffing that we can help with those things and, and help them, you know, get on a better track. You know, so are you so seeing improvements in that area at all, or are we looking at the way that the costs have risen? You mentioned you're paying 55% more on food costs right now. With the way that things have risen, has it kind of gone the other way? Well, I think for 
you know, I'm talking about the shelter cost, but we all know what the cost of food is in our homes. Like I know I'm spending a lot more, you know, especially with COVID and where we're at with, with things uh, now in our economy. So, you know, that makes it more difficult for sure. And, and so when you add those costs plus the cost of the high cost of rentals. And so, you know, I think the system is working towards making affordable housing that, you know, the, certainly the city is committed to that. I mean, if you were listening to the mayor's, uh, talk, you know, last week, I mean, the, the city certainly is committed to, you know, dr- coming up with 3,000 affordable housing units for our folks. And that's that's amazing. I, what a great commitment. And, you know, and it doesn't happen overnight. So, you know, uh, homeless uh, housing is, is the answer for homelessness. Uh, but there's always going to be shelters. That's part of the system as well. So, you know, I think it's working together with that and how can we help support and, and work together to ensure that we have a, a good system in place with, with as few gaps as possible. John Deactis with us, Executive Director with the Salvation Army Centre of Hope. John, as we close out, you mentioned budgets are being put together now. What sorts of things do we need to see now to, to, you know, to make sure that we are headed in a good direction? Well, you know, we're, we know what our budget is from uh, the city. It just needs final approval at council meeting in a couple of weeks, but I'm pretty confident that's going to go through. So, you know, we have those numbers, and we're looking at what our donations are now. We're looking at, uh, for us at the Center of Hope, what comes through the Salvation Army as well. So, you know, we're just putting those numbers together right now, and, and you know, by April 1st, we'll have it all figured out, and uh, and we'll do, uh, and, and we'll serve the folks that we're serving. I mean, we have 107 beds here, and that's not going to change, and we'll continue to meet the need of those folks here. And, you know, there's times we go over that number, especially when we have cold alerts. Uh, you know, we we just open up extra spots so that there's nothing to do with finances. It's just taking care of those who are, are vulnerable at that point. Well, John, thank you for the work that you and your staff does and the other shelter operators do. It is something that certainly shouldn't go unnoticed. And here's hoping that those conversations and the promises that we have had from government officials mean that we're headed toward uh, an easier place for some of the most vulnerable in our community.